0: This is The M Word, I'm Michaela Hyde, I'm Nick Hyde, and welcome to The M Word Podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're
1: married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. Well, here we are back again, episode 27.
0: Yes, and isn't it poignant? The most things in life are worth the effort because today's episode is part two of 50 Years of Marriage, the truth part two.
1: Which oh, that so dramatic. We should have had a jingle for it, it. Sh- it,
0: should have, it. We should have one of those voices that you get on trailers, you know, those. Yeah. You, but how do they? you do them sometimes, sort of, don't you? And now. Yeah, Except maybe. Yeah. yeah, something like a bit of drama. But anyway, in all tr- truthfulness, or though. Theme park. Episode.
1: No, no, no. You love
0: that's your favourite voice to do. That's your short. That you can't. Scream for speed. You can't apply that to everything. Okay, is your favourite phrase that you love to do.
1: All right. So this is episode twenty-seven, which is literally (laughs) part two of that interview. Yes. With that
0: awesome couple who've been married for. 50 years. Indeed. My no mum this and way. dad. No way. Yes way. <laughs> so um, I, we've had some feedback from different people about this. Um, not Thank you very in, much. Not, not in writing, but just people that have kind of commented on. They're allowed to give audio feedback though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but as in on Facebook, which is in writing, so to speak. Ah, yes. but anyway, people that have been encouraged and thought this is a great story. And um, and so this yes. second half um, really does focus on the, the kind of, The reality of the in sickness and in health um, vow, promise that they made to each other. Very real. If you like part one, stay tuned. Stay tuned, yes. So we're not going to say much more because we want to get straight back into this. and just to say, obviously, we've gone literally spliced the interview in two. So I launch straight in as this episode begins with yep. a, with another question for my mum and dad. Um, but it's definitely an episode that will really talk about some of the challenges, um, mm. but why it is all worth it, as you say in our yep. intro.
1: So here it is. Part two. Interview with Neil and Trish.
0: I mean, this phrase about, uh, you know, I don't want to lose my freedom, and and you know, lose my identity. How? I mean, what would your take be? on I mean, obviously, Dad, you've expressed something there, which is mm. which is really lovely. Um, I mean, do you have anything else to say on that, Mum? Do you? I mean, do you feel? Did you feel that you were being trapped and lost your identity? No, I, I didn't. Did you gain? Do, I mean, Dad's saying he's gained from this.
2: Mm. I de- definitely, definitely gained from it. It didn't occur to me. I think some of those ideas are are different now i think i've always been in one sense my own person mm. i'm somebody i need love and approval uh, you know yeah. i do i sometimes i'm you know i'm i'm perhaps need that t- i'm too needy and needing love and approval from people but, familiar, but i've also thing. been somebody who is also my own person mm. and I think probably unless somebody bound and gagged me and tied me up somewhere, I wouldn't lose my independence. Yeah, that would never yeah. happen because yeah. I... That's another podcast, I think, as well, so <laughs> we'll leave that one there, I think. There's
3: lots in there, yeah. Uh, you, you've heard uh, a number of conversations <laughs> over the years when you've been married 50 years, yeah.
0: Um, okay, yeah. No, I, I think that's that's really important, actually, because I think there is that slight fear that people have. and um, And I think for for me um, i would observe that i've seen in you and in other in other relationships where i think people grow you know in a good way they grow together mm-hmm. but they don't it doesn't mean you become you, you lose who you are i think you if anything sometimes who you are is is highlighted and enjoyed more because of the relationship um, is something I've observed. Um, now there's a big area that I wanted to ask you about which um, and I think you'll probably know what I'm going to ask you know when we think back to the wedding vows and what people promise and people talk I think on the wedding day, there's a lot of emphasis on all the good stuff. And rightly so. You're having a celebration. But the wedding vows, which, you know, for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health. And it's easier to to feel all the let's think of all the good times and, and healthy times and times when there's money, et cetera. Mm. But obviously the sickness and health is a, has been a big part of your marriage. And it's been a challenge,
2: hasn't it? Mm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, um, that from your
3: perspective, you? Trisha? I think it's important.
2: Um. Yeah, you're right. Sickness has been a huge part of our relationship all the way through, really. I yeah. um, said, so we got married when Neil was 20. In his mid-20s, he started to become unwell, had lots of stomach pains. Um, we were backwards and forwards to hospital for tests and various different things. Um, he had his appendix taken out um, and then afterwards they went, oh, there was nothing wrong with it, but it's handy to have your appendix taken out. You weren't very pleased with that, was I wasn't over-impressed with that. Um, yeah. but it was, so it wasn't his appendix. And then they treated him for a stomach ulcer. Anyway, to cut a long story short, this went on for several years. And then when he was 29, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, mm. um, which, in the doctor's words, it's incurable and chronic, but with the right care, you won't die. Right. Okay.
0: That was encouraging. A, yeah, I bet um, that's was <laughs> you really an uplifting moment. Yeah. I, I guess there's and plenty. Of people, is sorry. not very old at all. No. You know, I mean, that's really young to to be kind
3: yeah. of. I bet there's a number of people listening to this. Have certainly heard the uh, Crohn's disease mentioned, and they'll be going, like, "Oh, my friend's got that." It's mm. it's still a Horrible thing. I've not cured anybody with it. So no, no, I there I-
2: there isn't a cure for it. I think there's better treatments now, but it's still a difficult disease to live with. So mm. that's that started. And I mean, you probably remember mm. that Dad was in and out of hospital yeah. with sort of. Fairly regularly. I remember
0: in the middle of the night, going. Dad having to be rushed into hospital, which is alarming for us as children, Mm. and Mm. it's obviously frightening for you, mum, as well, and obviously for you, dad. Um, But it's a it's a horrible thing because there's a greater sense of panic, isn't there, if it's in the middle of the night and then an ambulance. And that's my recollection. Yes, this is is quite scary.
2: Um, And I, I, I can remember. Um, I'm 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 quite brave now, but but at this point I hadn't been on my own in the house. Um, when you and Caroline were there, I was fine. But there was one occasion where you were staying with I don't know if one of your nans or with friends, mm. and Dad was in hospital, and I had to be on my own in the house for the very first time.
0: And I guess because you married so young, yeah, you'd never lived I, by I, by I yourself. never lived
2: by myself, so I can remember being terrified then, but you you do sort of quite quickly adapt to that um but it wasn't easy it was difficult mm-hmm. to um, I mean dad didn't get sick pay right um so that wasn't easy was it no but
3: the, the guys that work you saw collections everybody yeah, was, 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 was
2: in the union so every right. now and then but I mean obviously it didn't it didn't yeah. make up for your wages so he, he had the statutory sick pay which is, <laughs> has never been overly generous, no. um, so no. we, we we did have that, um, but so that it put a financial strain when Dad was ill. I mean, things weren't quite so bad then, mm. but it did still put a, quite a big financial yeah. strain on when he was mm. in hospital. Um, but it it was also the the uncertainty mm. because these flare ups just happened, yeah, on and off all the time. Yeah, um, we then reached a point. Probably, oh, it may be in Dad's mid thirties where he had a prolonged period of remission yeah. from the Crohn's disease, and we we had hoped and prayed that it had gone, but yeah. it, it turned out to be a, a, remi- a, a long, a prolonged period of remission. Yeah. Every now and then, during those years, and I think it went on for about fifteen years, mm. um, there'd be a slight flare, and we'd panic a bit, but then it would calm down again. Um, but then. Probably now, it, mm, it, it's it got to be about 17 years ago, 18 years ago maybe, it started to get really quite bad again and yeah. we had to go to the hospital and basically they said that, I think the term they used was, oh, your intestines have ribboned, they're completely flat, don't know how you're managing as you are really. Um, that
3: was a nice opinion to give me, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it?
0: How and are
2: you managing? Yeah. Um, we were told that we could go on holiday because we, we, were, we were due to go on holiday and they booked Dad in for surgery for just after the holiday and they said, no, no, you'll be fine. Just eat little and often. Um, and then, I don't know if you say thankfully or not, but thankfully it happened in this country. They were wrong. And two weeks before we were due to go away, Dad's bowel ruptured and he nearly died. Right. Um, So it was a a real emergency thing. I had a tremendously long surgery because he'd Mm. then got and which resulted in Dad having to have an ileostomy. Right. Um, Thankfully, they were able to reverse the ileostomy after about about nine months, Neil. It was
3: nine months because by the time I was really feeling better, it was a year.
2: But that was really a really difficult time. Mm. I think it was difficult for both of us. It was obviously very scary because I thought Dad was dying. And then obviously he didn't die. Again.
0: This
2: uh just well if just it, Well, it, it's, it's getting on for 20 years ago, so that would have been just over 50, okay. f- 51, 52, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm. And um, I think at that point it was really, really hard for you because you hated it, didn't you, having the... Elios, to me, mm-hmm. found it very difficult. Anybody
3: who's had one will know how horrible they are. No, I
0: mean, I think as an onlooker, you'd think that would be a horrible thing yeah. to have to deal with, and you're yeah. again at the only the age of fifty.
2: Yeah, and also I think because at that point Dad was working in school, and was doing lots of assemblies and teaching in class, mm. and
3: the, cha- the job had changed quite considerably. Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah.
2: Dad was now working, as I say, was working for charity and going into schools. And, I loved it. And doing PSHE lessons mm. and. Um, assemblies and things like that which was great but it involved a lot of public speaking and when you have an ileostomy for those that don't know it's placed quite high on the chest so quite visible mm. at times even under your clothing and Dad found that it's, really... And
3: it makes noises
0: <laughs> Right, so... it's horrible Yeah, that, that would be... Yeah, really embarrassing, embarrassing and, and, and really, really hard
2: and... so they were able to reverse that so that was a great relief to both of us great, wasn't it? Yes, And then... Not long after that, um, Dad started to seem to be, um, he, he became quite anxious about things. Right. Um, that's not his normal personality. He's very mm. upbeat and outgoing. And, yeah. Um, we, we had some friends who were counsellors and we were talking to them about it and they went, oh, it's post-traumatic stress. He nearly died.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, this is your, you know, your, now he's not yeah. dying.
0: And you think, well, that, that makes sense. And that
2: felt like a very, very logical explanation, mm. yeah. didn't it? Um, about 18 months after that, so we're now about three years, three or four years from the surgery, there were some other things that... Well, you explain, what happened?
3: Um, we were staying with some friends uh, and over the New Year, and I was putting a dress shirt on for a party we were going to. At least I was trying to put it on, but I couldn't do the buttons up. My fingers couldn't do the buttons up. So you had to do them up for me, didn't you? Mm. And it just started from there. Things started to materialise, if you like. Different difficulties that I ex- hadn't experienced before in terms of dressing, so washing, dexterity. all those things. Yeah. Yes,
2: I mean I think also one of the things Dad said he'd been doing something in a, in in class. Mm. Um, one of these things where you tear paper to make something, okay. and his hands didn't want to work properly. Well,
3: you have to roll it up, and I could manage it. Yeah,
2: right.
3: you roll it up and then cut down. You got a palm tree, haven't you? Sort of oh, okay, so like a so
2: origami. Yeah, or a garden, yeah, so like, that's right. Yes. Anyway, we we went to see the GP, and they were immediately concerned that dad had got a brain tumour so he right. got rushed off uh, you know very quickly put mm-hmm. in for tests and things and it was it was really good but i, I honestly didn't ever feel fearful that he had a brain tumour i didn't mm. ever have that fear because i didn't think he did even though they were saying they did yeah. i thought no i'm sure he hasn't got a brain tumour and so at the end they said well, it's really good news he hasn't got a brain tumour and i said that is really good news i'm mm. really pleased but mm. his hands still don't work properly yeah um and that's what's going on. What's going on? Something's not right. Mm. Um, anyway, long story short, he had Parkinson's disease. It was diagnosed he had Parkinson's disease. And we now know that this anxiety and things that he was feeling before mm. probably was nothing to do with post traumatic stress. No, but no. very often, one of the earliest symptoms of Parkinson's, because mm. you start to lose dopamine. Yeah. Which well, is uh, one of the. Explain what dopamine, well, dopamine is. Dopamine is one of the chemicals in the brain that help us with our moods. Mm. Um, and it's, in fact, it's the, it's, the, it's the main one rather than serotonin, it's dopamine. Mm. So often when you start to lose dopamine, it can affect your mood far, far more quickly than it can affect physicality. Right. Yeah. So we now know that that's mm. what that was. Yeah. So then it was found that dad had got. Parkinson's disease so we're now dealing with the Crohn's disease and mm. the Parkinson's disease mm. Mm. and that was um, 13 th- over 13 years ago um, and obviously that has made life increasingly difficult.
3: I've said to Trish a couple of times um you didn't bargain for this sickness did you? Yeah. You know all the other things we you are happy with but she's been fantastic really mm. and she's not always happy with it obviously I'm happy with me like mm. life carries on doesn't it yeah. but to be fair she's been fantastic I don't think I would have survived without her
2: yeah yeah you know i think it's it's it, it is really difficult because sometimes it you know, and I'm saying this in front of Neil and he knows this, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's the same person yeah. where he's now so affected by the Parkinson's mm. and you can almost... You Why
0: is that? Because you've explained that there's obviously, there's a bit of anxiety, People, lots of, bit of anxiety and, and I know obviously Dad's had various treatments to help improve dexterity and he doesn't have shakes, do you No. Know? It's he's rigidity. never had shakes. It's, it's rigid, two yeah. types of Parkinson's yeah. that people yeah. don't always realise. So what is it that, that at times has made Dad feel changed? Because I understand that, but obviously people listening won't. But I know that sometimes, Dad, you can seem just as much as you always have been. Yeah. My kids think that you're the funniest grandparent of all because you're, <laughs> you're the naughty cheeky one and that's what yeah. makes you fun and that's what made, made you a fun dad as well. But obviously there are times when that characteristic yeah. is kind of well, quashed, isn't it? Yes,
3: yeah, so I think that um, Trish believes, and I'm, I know she's right, that she feels robbed. Mm. She feels that we've lost so much because of me. Mm. and and the things that happen in the house are often me being selfish so I don't think so no no I don't think that I don't think you think that I, I recognize my I'm selfish because I have to have things done for me
0: yeah and you it's know? not I don't you mean it's not it's, it's not, not that selfish, you're being selfish no. it's because it's changing
2: how you yeah, do the things roles. isn't it it, yeah. it is I mean sometimes it, it can feel very lonely mm. Um, I can watch other people our age just doing simple things like going for a walk in the park.
0: And just to say, you're 68, Mum, and Dad, you're yeah, 70. Yeah, yes People can probably work that out because you can yes. be ages. But, you know, again, in this day and age, you're not even 70, Mum. No. But it's not a great age, no. is it? You right. know. And this is the
2: stage when we thought we were going to be doing all these lovely things that we couldn't afford to do when well, we <laughs> got married yeah, young you and had yeah. children. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it is It's simple things like seeing people... Um, you know go for a walk in the park or friends saying to me moaning oh you know I've got I've got to send so-and-so let's call him Fred I've got to send Fred up into the loft to get all the decorations out. I don't want to put the Christmas decorations out and I just think oh how lovely to be able to send Fred up into yeah. the loft Fred's quite annoying so we all have to send Fred up because I have to be Fred <laughs> yeah. I have to go yeah. I I, I so much of the stuff mm. that we, I, you know, that dad used to do, yeah. he now can't do. Yeah. Not because he doesn't want to help, and often he does, and sometimes I'm a bit too quick tempered mm. because I know that he won't be able to do it and he wants to. So that mm. can be a bit of a conflict because yeah. yeah. I say, no, just let me get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that can, it can sometimes feel quite lonely. Mm hmm when I'm having to do things yeah. that we would normally have done together and sharing mm. moments mm. that you can't share yeah. in the same way yeah.
0: so how does that end up you know I mean partly um, you know I did have permission listeners to talk to my mum about this kind of stuff but I I I said to you, didn't I both, just be real on this because so often we, you know, especially in in sort of the media, the sort of relationships are glamorised or they come crashing down really quickly. There's this idea, um, I think I said it earlier before, about sort of being, you know, either people are blissfully happy or it's it's a shipwreck. And obviously a lot of the time we see the shipwrecks being the celebrity couples and in reality they're less likely to, to last, lots of other pressures. And so people always think, oh, they see people on social media, see people, you know, they could see you in a coffee shop and think everything's fine and wonderful. Mm. Mm. But there's a reality that's going on for lots of people. And it's, you know, know, you've been married all this time, but you're still having to look after your relationship throughout Mm. this because things have changed so much, even though... Deep down, the love is still there, and you're the you are the same mm. people in some ways, but in other ways, things mm. have altered. So, how does that? How do you manage your relationship daily? You know, what does that? What does commitment to each other look like fifty years on? And and love look well, like? Well, I 50 would years say on?
3: that it's about um, adapting to the situation you're in. Mm. You know, for me, for my part, is to not cause. More trouble than I'm, and I do, you know, to, to make you don't things. Don't need to run. cause
0: trouble, Dad. Although no, I Sometimes don't. you do make your, your own trouble. I know okay. I do.
3: Yes. <laughs> but, yes, That wouldn't have been any different if I'd been well. Would no, it, and that's <laughs> what I mean. That's why. Yeah. What I yeah. So I I, th- I think it's about adapting to the situation, and um, showing appreciation to the your partner if you if she or he has had to really forego the things that he wanted to do. Mm, mm. It's hard. It's very hard. But yeah. um I don't know what else to say about it really, it's yeah. just adaption, uh, yeah. ad- adaptation I don't know that's the right word to say and I
0: think, like you've just said Dad as well, that sense of part of what you're doing is you can't do anything about what's going on in you that's how it is but Mm. you that appreciation that you have for mum who is officially a carer for you now Mm. isn't she that's you know um and you're registered disabled and so on so there's that appreciation because I think everybody listening knows that classic scenario where often there's a focus on the person who's got the things to deal with but we know that for the person caring it can be a a huge strain and and a stress Mm -hmm. as well and particularly when anxiety comes into things and this touches on to mental health kind of stuff where mental health and how people behave can seem absorbed or selfish but we know actually it's about Mm. chemical hormones and so on Mm. but in a relationship it's then for mum you presumably trying to be patient with dad if you know if he's
2: feeling really low and not in a good place and trying to manage that you asked me about being honest obviously Mm. just we said we've just celebrated um neil's 70th and our 50th And it was lovely. We did some really nice things. Um, And we had a lovely afternoon tea here, which you and your sister had done for us, which was was really lovely. Lovely, And people said, oh, lovely photos. We're smiling and kissing in the morning. We've been really (laughs) not very nice to each other because dad has been having lots of panic attacks. And they are in the middle of the night and mm. he's getting very anxious. And on our actual wedding anniversary, I was the model wife. At four o'clock, I smiled sweetly and said, would you like tea and biscuits? And in the had, morning this is, by the way. This is yes, four o'clock in the morning. In the morning yeah. We had tea and biscuits. But other mornings, I was just fed up with it because mm. I needed my sleep. Yeah. Um, so it put a really, really, it was really, really stressful. Mm. Um. It's also very difficult trying to get the help you need mm. um, because we've got some brilliant brilliant consultants but they all look at their own area mm. um, and obviously dad's got Crohn's, area of expertise, uh, expertise. dad's got Parkinson's disease he's got Crohn's disease he needs spinal surgery which is difficult because he's had an Deep Brain Stimulator, which is an electrical implant for the Parkinson's. another podcast that one. Um, And he's also had D-vein thrombosis twice so he's on blood thinners. So everything is quite complicated Mm. Um, and you know, trying to get Dad some help now for these panic attacks. Mm. You know, we think we we may be making some progress with this after speaking to the Parkinson's nurse. But it is stressful. Mm. Mm. And sometimes I wish I could say that I'm always angelic and I smile and I think I love him so much I don't mind doing this for him. And sometimes I do feel like that. But other times I can feel tearful and fed up. Yeah.
3: So he talk's cheap, it's the actions that count. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, I can feel really tearful and fed up that this is what life has become and that this is a time not when fair, we should is it be it no it feels it does feels feel unfair wrong. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: and 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 i see that and 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 i think you know i know on the day of your when we had the celebration i know you'd had that difficult time and and we came and celebrated it actually felt it it felt very emotional and i i'm used to doing you know talking and saying things and i started talking and i got emotional because i think you know i i particularly because I'm passionate about people having good and happy, healthy relationships. Anybody I talk to, I want, I want the best for them. I genuinely do. And that's why we do the podcast. And that's Mm. why I say whether you're married or you're not married, please, you know, invest, look after your relationship and take it down the route, the very best route. And I, and I, and I really do see that in you, that you have, you've taken your relationship down the very best route and it hasn't been easy and I think so many people have got this idea about you know about what marriage is and it's smug. Sometimes I had people say this. I know when I used to work in schools they'd say, you know, a lot of these couples would come in talking to young people about their relationship to help them understand what a lasting relationship can look like. I know you came in and there was, you know, one member of staff who just said, surely these she hadn't been to a session, I might add. Surely they are just smug married people aren't they? not in the least because there's a vulnerability and you've had you've had to be at at times in a very low place but regardless of that I I can say this you know as your daughter I have never ever worried that you would not stay together and I know my kids have come home and said people at school they've been with they're, they're worried their parents might break up or whatever and I have never worried about that because I've seen the commitment you show and your love you show stand the test of time and you know and I think you know mum you've sometimes been negative about how you dealt with things actually you've been real about things and you can't always have the right response and that's being real but the point is that your relationship has stood the test of time Mm -hmm. and I, I see that you your love has grown over that time and how I mean just you know that's the end of my little spiel because it's my interview with you. But I guess you know we this is an ongoing thing. This is this is life, and and so it's about celebrating the really good days and enjoying those days. And you know, and and obviously for people who are in a situation like this, important for for you, mum, to be able to offload. And sometimes you phone me, mm-hmm. and I always say, don't mm-hmm. I just offload any time? I can't give an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanting to have people support you and so on and help you. But I guess it's that that constant that you know you absolutely are an embodiment of the in sickness and in health that you took that vow very seriously didn't you um quite literally in in a way you didn't ever realize and I think that's one of the things about making promises you you can make the promise as best you can at that time
2: yeah definitely but you don't know what life's going to throw at you so and and I think it's probably it's It's a blessing that we don't know what the future holds. Yeah. Because at 17, would I have been too frightened, however much I felt I Mm -hmm. loved Neil? Yeah. Would I have felt really frightened if somebody said, Oh, you'll spend half your life looking after someone? Yeah. But then when you love somebody and it's happening to them, Mm. you don't think about not being there for them. But if you were young and given that option, Mm. you know. I don't know how people would feel. So probably mm. it's a blessing you don't know everything that's coming. Yeah. In.
0: And I, and but I think partly people feel that it's it can be a risk then to say you're going to commit to somebody, but actually we we don't know anything about no, the future. You don't. So in one respect, I think it is a, a risk worth it's a risk worth taking, clearly. It's mm. been a risk that's been worth it. I sit here as <laughs> relieved living that proof. that, living proof <laughs> of that. So, okay, so we've, we've talked about some quite heavy stuff and hard things. Um, we probably need to round up. Um, so let's just have a, a think about, um, it'll be lovely, 50 years. That is a massive achievement. And most people say, wow, that's great. I know I shared the picture on the M podcast and lots of people were like, that's wonderful. Because people aspire to something like 50 years or more, they would think that was a, that is an amazing thing, and rightly so. So just be nice to end with maybe what are some of the, the happiest moments of those 50 years? Obviously, when I was born, just put that one in and put that one out there first. Yeah. But what have been some of the happiest moments? What's made, you know, times moments you've shared together that you've thought, this has been a really brilliant thing, and I've loved it, and I love loved being married?
2: Um, oh, gosh, there's, there's been lots...
3: What about the red car, the Escort? I was so thrilled with it, wasn't <laughs> I? Do you remember that? That was a special time.
2: Yeah, when, when we got... Because you
3: didn't think I was doing the right thing and I came home with this lovely car. When we
2: got a- our first decent car, because before... I mean, we were only saying the other day, you very rarely see what used to be termed old bangers yeah. around... Um, I think perhaps cars are made better now, so they don't rust so much. But yeah. it was probably the first time we'd had a nice car, so that was a really that was a really special time. Mm. It sounds very materialistic, doesn't it? But for us to both have something lovely, a really nice yeah. car, because we hadn't had a lot of new. It seems bits. a bit
3: shallow, but I think that's what you're after as well, isn't it? That I, I mean, it's just, but it's
2: little moments in time that yeah. you celebrated together, and that little moment that was, that was, that was you lovely. It felt like together. an achievement that we've yeah. been able to. I what this was good. Car.
3: 40th anniversary do. Yeah,
2: I was. I was going to say our special. 40th anniversary do was. Really special time. Um, did you mention it dad? What was it about your 40s that you particularly Well I liked?
3: just stood up there with mum, we we'd both written some vows um, hadn't we? No we weren't renewing our vows, we've written some things about each other hadn't yes, we? Yes, just to say to and each other. And I started mom. reading them mine, I started crying, <laughs> <laughs> it's typical me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, because it was so real. If yeah. it was not, if it was just written for a play, I could read it and it'd be fine but because mm. it was real, yeah, uh, the, uh, the tears no, flowed.
2: It, it yeah. was it Ooh. was lovely, and I think it was you and Caroline encouraged us to do something special for that mm. because you said on forty years. I mean, I can't believe it's ten years ago. Forty no. years is a really big achievement, and. Um,
3: and a Thanksgiving service, is not we? And we,
2: yeah, because well, um, somebody said, "Why don't you renew your vows?" And we thought, "Well, we had not actually broken them." So let's. Yeah. See, we had, a, we we did have a thing at church. Not everybody yeah. would want to, but we had a thing at church. We had a Thanksgiving service, and as um, Neil was just saying, we we both broke how we felt about each yeah. other, which was easier for. Although he cried, it was easier for him because he's much more good at public speech much more Martin, good that's no, not very good he's, I say, <laughs> he's, he's much better I know. Uh, he's or he, he's not he not is good at speaking in public yeah. whereas i'm i have you're okay in a little podcast I'm yeah. like this well, I'm nobody, yeah. yeah. nobody can see me oh, can yeah. they yeah <laughs> um, so that, but it was lovely and i know it had an impact on people because we've had people who say to us now mm. that was so lovely couldn't mm. believe all the things you said to each other after 40 years. It was such a lovely... So it was a really lovely afternoon. And then we had a lovely, a huge afternoon tea for about 100 people, which was yeah. very special. And I think... It was also, special when I sang,
3: wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was really
2: special. <laughs> I think as well, another really um, lovely time was our... It was a holiday that we had for our 40th. Because mm. um, holidays are a bit more difficult now that Dad's health has got. worse but at that point although we had all these things they were a bit more controlled yeah and so we went on a cruise and that was quite funny because um, Neil wanted to go on a cruise, and I t- really didn't fancy cruising. I've never fancied cruising. I went, oh, it'd be a holiday camp at sea. Don't like the idea. But I have always been the one who's really picked the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you
3: would know. you go on a holiday I'd chosen? So no, no. no.
2: <laughs> anyway, so I thought, well, it's our fortieth. I really should do something here that Neil wants to do. And yes. Not put my so we, I booked this up. I got snowed off for the day, just after our wedding an anniversary, and I have spent the day on the computer looking and i booked this cruise up and we went and we had I, I have to say within 30 seconds of being on the ship i fell in love with cruising it's not at all like a holiday camp at sea but we had a fantastic holiday didn't we, we? Marvelous. And that was a really, yeah it was a special, a special time. time it was lovely yeah.
0: yeah and that's lovely i've got one more question i'm just going to just mention as well if you're hearing strange sound it's because we're in the little studio and there's uh, a window above and it's pouring with rain really heavily so yeah. if you're picking that up that's what it is um so just just ignore that um we're gonna just ask one last thing so um one of the reasons that we wanted to do an interview with a couple been married for a long time is because i think somebody had written in kathy had written in to us and said it'd be great to kind of hear from an older couple so mm. i guess you know what would you say um what what advice would you give what tips would you give um to couples either married for a while or people thinking about it you know what would be the thing that you would say this is the thing that you should keep in mind mm. dad perhaps you want to kick off well there's thoughts. a number of
3: things i could say i haven't got time for all of them but i would certainly say to uh, a newly married married couple or a couple that were going to get married that don't have these big dues these i can't believe the amount of money that's spent on yeah. them and they, they start their marriage off with a with, a, with the debt some people to borrow it or to to pay for the wedding yeah. i think it's much better to go into a marriage with no debt, yeah, if possible, Yeah. yeah. it is a worry.
0: And actually, it's a good point because it's almost becomes, you know, choosing to be with somebody. It's about the life together, yeah, it's not, not about, about the, the wedding day. day. And right. it's nothing wrong with having a nice no, day. No. But no. I think, you know, I almost want to kind of champion like small weddings, small weddings, you know. And you know, as I say, it's 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 if you want to be with somebody, don't let that be a block. Mm. I think is the thing, isn't it? it could it, be though.
3: anything, wouldn't it? Not yeah. only. Wedding, it could be furniture you you buy, but yeah. we did without stuff we, if yeah. we couldn't afford it.
0: Yeah, and mum, what would you, what, was, what, what something would you say? So that's kind of kicking off when you start life. What would you say about you know the years of marriage? What are the things that you would say? I think
2: probably try not to expect perfection. Mm because <laughs> in a funny face. <laughs> I don't mean in, the, in your partner although that's really it's stupid to expect perfection yeah. in your partner because you know full well that you're no not perfect, perfect <laughs> yourself yeah, yeah, but I, perfect. I think to try not to expect perfection um, mm. I mean you know me I'm a bit of a like everything just right no, no. <laughs> so but I think to try not to expect that because I think sometimes if you're looking for everything to be perfect it mm. will put an enormous strain yeah. On everything you do. Yeah. It's a bit like expecting. I mean, like I said, you and Caroline were good babies, but you weren't mm. perfect. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes the reason people struggle when they have a baby is because they've got this picture perfect view. And I think mm. people can have a picture perfect view of a relationship, whether it's mm. marriage or living together. You can have this wonderful view that everything's. Mm. And it, life isn't like that. Yeah. and I think if you can realise that and still find happy moments. Yeah. And a lot enjoy in other things. Yeah. So it, it you So know. is is it worth it?
0: Is it worth marrying? Is this is it a good thing?
2: We would both say yes. <laughs> yes
3: we would. You, there's you, a slight pause there, would. you know. No, <laughs> it would. has been. You know. Oh yeah, I, I think it's been brilliant being married. Yeah. It's just what I wanted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Got a gorgeous wife. Oh,
3: yeah. Very slim, attractive.
0: <laughs> well that's that's the one of the most important things really, yes. isn't it? She's a bit old now of course, yeah. but <laughs> and, you can uh, cut that out if you want one, to. <laughs> uh, uh, on Nick, never edits anything. Um, last uh, last year at Marriage Week, we talked about the recipe or the ingredients for uh, a happy and healthy marriage, and we talked about things like commitment, communication, trust. Do I remember them all? Um, then there was intimacy, forgiveness, and friendship. You know, what would you say has been the the ingredient, or you can choose a couple that has seen you through your fifty years.
2: I think for a lot of our marriage, it's, it's a bit more difficult now with, you know, I was saying about Dad's mood, but mm. Dad's always been somebody, you know, he's always a joker, he's always been somebody who could make me laugh. Make everybody laugh. Makes make everybody laugh. laugh, makes the room laugh. Um, sometimes that can be quite annoying, but uh, <laughs> um, I, oh, think, thank you. I think <laughs> I think that's been an important thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, we do love each other. Mm. It's... It, it, you know it, despite that the sort of the, the volatile words that we have on mm. numerous occasions it's never really been a, it's that's never been in question i think we both one of the things we have always done sorry this is going on to something else but I've always felt that I should tell Dad my very worst thought, the very Mm. most horrible thing I've done, just so that I know that there's somebody in the world who loves me despite all those things. Mm. And I think that's something we've both... There's been a lot, Dad, over the years. A hundred. (laughs) I think that's something we've both felt about each other, Mm. that we do know the best, but we also know the worst and the darkest bits. Yeah. But it doesn't make us love each other less.
3: Well, I just want well, to add to that, that trust is very important. Mm. Mm. In, in any, any era of marriage, relationships, money, whatever it might be, trust in each other. Yeah, yeah. It's very important.
0: Yeah, and that's something that definitely builds over the years. That's right, it? yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much for that and for your honesty. Um, that was brilliant. Um, thank you. Yes, yeah, well done. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I should give you a big applause, but it's just me in here. <laughs> there, yeah, well done. Very good. The end.
1: Well. Huge thanks to your lovely parents for that.
0: I know, they that was were awesome. A
1: really open, honest, vulnerable yeah. account of the last truth. five the decades, truth. half a century. That's, it was you know, the truth. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, that definitely, we chatted about this, definitely really struck us that I think, you, how have you, marriage viewed on TV, online and media, in Facebook, often has this kind of i don't know it's it just it's not a true representation of what a relationship is really like but that Mm. just felt like a really honest this is how we are this is who we are this has been our last 50 years and i'm just really grateful for your lovely folks for providing that insight
0: yeah absolutely and and i do you know what i was talking to somebody recently and when sometimes you know when people you know have been through divorce and i know really people that are really close to me that have been through that yeah and and um and actually few of those people that I would like to marry again so they're not against it at all yep, but yep. sometimes their kids can feel a bit like oh there's no way I, w- I would want to get married because of what's happened and I think it's really interesting because I feel that it's almost it doesn't kind of make sense it's not a rational thought because it's almost as though you can think oh well somehow there's something about marriage that has pulled us apart but it's about the relationship and the context mm-hmm. and actually, if a marriage is working well, and that doesn't mean perfection, like my my mum said about not expecting perfection, but there's that that commitment and security, whatever happens to you in life, Mm. it is possible to work through that. And it creates this secure environment. I feel secure because of the commitment and the promise you've made to me, whatever Mm. happens. And that's what I loved.
1: It's a really nice illustration of, of true love. mm you know the the Disney true love, and that this is obviously a a, a well, pretty fantasy. And this is look, this is the com- this is the commitment. This mm. is the promise outworked over fifty years. And because um, you asked your mum something about if you knew your dad's illness at the start, you know would yeah you, something like those lines wasn't it, wasn't it? And it and actually it's the. This this is how it's been worked for us, mm. and here's the reality of our relationship. Really, really, really. Yeah, open. yeah, definitely. There's, true love is that commitment to one another, and, and that's the one thing that's been without question through all the arguments, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera, there's that sense that they have, it's they've never questioned that commitment yeah. to one another, and that's why it's still there and still worked.
0: And the, and the big, I guess, the point is they've you know, they've had their, absolutely, like, had their ups and downs, you know, my dad, you know, nearly died, you know, I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff that they've had to deal with, so, but they've, they've, it's, you know, it is that commitment, but it's that unswerving, I am with you, you are with me, mm. there's nothing that will change that, and, yeah. and I... And I feel like it's not that certain people can do it and certain people can't. It's about a mindset that they've demonstrated. And mm. that's not to say some relationships won't work because, of course, that's the case. Yeah. But there is something about digging deep and knowing that you you work through the stuff together. Mm. You know, you if you go through difficult times, you've got someone to go through you yeah. going through with it. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing, I know we don't want to say too much, but the last thing that I, I've heard my mum say it before, this thing about um, that, she she tells my dad everything the good the bad the ugly so to speak so <laughs> yeah. and she said didn't she that it's good that there's someone in the world that knows the very best and the very worst mm. but still loves them and there's yeah. a there's a yeah. there's a freedom isn't there in that it's not to say oh, she'll carry on doing bad things because it's okay i've got someone to tell but it's that sense of we can carry guilt with us about how we are and yeah. but there's a real vulnerability that you can mm share with that person so. so
1: if you listening to this have questions thoughts reflections either on your own relationship or just stuff that you think well i'd like to unpick that a bit further from from what neil and trish have said do contact us do email yep. us uh, the m word podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear your thoughts on that episode and the wise words of neil and trish
0: yes absolutely so that's the end of the episode. We're not going to. It is. Say and of any-
1: course, next time we have an episode, mm. you'll be a year older because <laughs> I will. Yes. <laughs> because in a couple of days it's your birthday. Yes, it is. Yes. So just I had to get a little extra happy
0: birthday. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And if Woo-hoo. you listen to this
1: on Tuesday, that's the big that's day.
0: That's the day. That's the day. Indeed. So anyway, well thank you for that. But are um, We will we'll be with you again in another couple of weeks and uh, no clues as to what we're going to talk about because we have no clue ourselves at the moment (laughs) no actually i'll probably link in a little bit with uh, the forever conversation because that's the theme for marriage week but more about that then more about that in two weeks time brilliant so thank you for listening to that we Um, love you guys thanks
1: and and speak to you soon (laughs)
0: yeah bye bye.